Blog Talk Radio. Live from the Cozy Studio B, it's the Asylum Fantasy Sports Inside Slant. We are Flinger and Briggs. Welcome to the Slant. It is Sunday morning and a lot going on in the NFL. And there's a, The bye weeks have really oh. kicked in. Last week was just kind of whetted your appetite for what to come. But, boy, I tell you, there's some significant fantasy impact with the uh, bye week this week. Yeah, just absolutely brutal. You can uh, get your questions answered at asylumfootball at gmail.com, at asylumfootball on Twitter, or join the show at 646-668-8488, as Rick mentioned. And I think there, there's two big headlines this week. It's the bye weeks. It's Tom Brady coming – make it three. Tom yeah. Brady coming back in the injuries. I. I feel like we probably say this every Sunday morning, but I can't remember a Sunday morning with injuries galore like we have. This is probably every week for the last four years we've been doing this show. It, but it's real bad. This yeah, it, it's almost like the the scene at the end of, uh, what is it, for a few dollars more when Clint's just throwing the bodies on the, on the meat wagon. He's taking them in for the... Yeah, dude, he's counting them. I mean, it's horrible. But, yeah, let's uh, get back to the bye week. Jacksonville, Kansas City, New Orleans, and Seattle. That's some significant firepower there. It's most of all my fantasy teams, which explains two things, why I'm going to lose this week and why I'm in a bad mood and why I'm sitting at 1-4 and or an 0-4 in the Caveman League because I put a lot of weight in Jacksonville and New Orleans this year, and it just sort of hasn't panned out. Well, I'm the same way. Of course, I had Blake Bortles and Alan Hearns, but I got both of those guys on the cheap compared to you with Alan Robinson. Yeah, and I don't uh, want to talk about him. Yeah, I know you don't. He makes but... me angry. So, Rick, I, I well, let, let's start with this. I'm going to throw this out here, lest I be called on it for contradicting myself later. And I do that, and I'm willing to admit that. But you've heard me say a lot in the first four weeks, and, and if you've listened to the show for a long time, you've heard me say this a lot where I don't necessarily like chasing points, chasing a, a few PPR points, chasing a touchdown. This week, Rick, I'm chasing every point I can get. I mean, there, there's teams where I'm starting people on bye because I don't have anybody left to drop between the injuries and, and the bye weeks. This, this is the type of week I think you're, we're chasing every point. So when I answer questions, when I give start sits, have that in mind. This is the week I'm chasing every point I can get. I am chasing touchdowns big time. Normally not my philosophy. It's build depth, build with your studs, get yourself out there, put up your regular points, don't get cute. Not this week for the most part. For This week I'm chasing points. A touchdown could be huge this week. I think scoring is going to be low in general unless we get a Matt Ryan, Julio Jones situation somewhere else where you got 800 combined fantasy yards for for those purposes. But this is the kind of week where you're going to win by chasing points. And so that's the mind in the eye I'm going to be looking at things at this week, which is just a little outside the norm for, for you asylumites. So don't yell at me, Rick, please. Okay, I won't. I'm I, you know I won't. I'm, I'm very – I'm kind that way. Well, and no. I, I would never wait till you were down and put the boots to you. That's just not me. 
I, well, I really here's where I'll defend I don't you. I don't revel in your misery. Well, that's BS. But here's where <laughs> here's where I'll give you credit. You put the boots to me when I'm up too. So right, yeah. So it's not stunning to me when you do it when I'm down. So I'm okay with it. You know, you're not my best, but you're you're a jerk when I'm high and you're a jerk when I'm low. Right. So what what else can I expect? So I'm all right with that. That's good. Yeah, I'm uh, consistent. Right. Right. Consistently it's, a jerk. It's just who you are. You're an awful human being, regardless <laughs> of the circumstances, right. and I can respect that. I, I honestly can't. I mean, I get in this small room with you every week. Yeah, twice which, a week. Is, which is sad. All right, Rick, Tom Brady back in action this week. Poor Cleveland. Just can't catch a break at all. You, you, you All the injuries down to your third quarterback, finding new and interesting ways to lose games. And, oh, you get, the, you get Tom Brady's revenge game. <laughs> you get number one. Tom Brady, I heard a discussion on the four-letter network, I think it was. I can't remember which show I was with. I don't know why I still watch this junk, but saying it. Background noise. Yeah, it's a lot of what it is. I work at home, so sometimes it gets quiet. You just need to hear human voices, I think. But a lot of thought seems to be out there that Tom Brady – due to the fact that he hasn't even been allowed to be around the team. He hasn't been in the meetings. He hasn't been able to work with true NFL talent. That this might not necessarily be the game that he's going to be slow to get back into rhythm. Do you buy that at all? I could buy a series or two. I don't buy at all that this is going to be three tough quarters or a tough game or somebody suggested a tough stretch of three games. At least statistically, you know full well they're going to win all these games. But for me, this is you take Tom Brady. You know, we're lucky it's a Cleveland matchup. If it was Seattle, if it was LA, somebody with a great deep, if it was Denver, I'd plug Tom Brady right in. I, I think you have to, unless you have a – I think the guy in the caveman league has got Roethlisberger and Brady. Maybe you look at it then, but for the most part, it's Tom Brady time, and I think he's ready to go like that. Oh, I do too. I mean, I could see a slow start, but I, I don't think that it's going to be any sort of, well, in the fourth quarter, he's finally comfortable, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see a series or two, obviously. I mean, you know, it, it's game time. It doesn't matter if they're playing the Browns or not. I mean, it's still game time, and, and it's a quick, you know, it's a lot quicker in practice, et cetera. So, yeah, right at the beginning, I'm sure it might be a little slow. But I think once he gets in a couple of series under his belt, look, he's been with these guys for years. You know, Edelman. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure of the health of Gronk, but. He was still you know. expected to play, but didn't know what is. Right. We're going to find out this week finally. And this is something that's been, I've been wondering. And I, I don't think we've gotten to it on any iteration of the show the last couple of weeks where he's played, but no catches, one catch, been completely ineffective. Is it the injury combined with poor quarterback players? He hurt more than we think he is. I think we're going to find out this week. Yeah. Because if he's healthy, he's going to have nine catches this week. Yeah. If he comes out of this week with two catches for 24 yards, another one catch game, something like that, we're going to know there's bigger issues here. And it may be time to push the panic button as a Gronk. Four weeks has been a long time to wait for Gronk heading into week five. You may be struggling there. So I'm curious about that. But, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thought. Here's the, here's the difference, Rick between a a true athlete, a true competitor, and someone like me. Because this guy, what was it, eight days ago, was sunbathing nude in Italy with Giselle Bündchen. 
clearly has enough money that that's what he could do the rest of his life. And he's chomping back, chomping at the bit to hurry up and get back here and go to Cleveland and get knocked around. I can promise you if I'm hanging brain in Italy with Giselle and I don't got to worry about my money anymore, that's the way I'm going. I'll guarantee you that it's absolutely crazy. So uh I hope that's not the fire alarm. So Let's move on to the headlines. If we don't have anything in the chat room, Cam Newton ruled out this week with that concussion. I, I'll tell you what, I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit excited about Derek Anderson. I don't want to scoop myself necessarily on what my starts and sits are going to be, but you're going to see. I, I like what Derek Anderson's going to do for a Kelvin Benjamin and a Greg Olson. This Tampa Bay defense certainly isn't the '85 Bears, so. Liking Cam Newton, I believe Jonathan Stewart also out Monday. Although that uh, that passing ga- or that running game, well, we'll see. You know, and I think that's an interesting question in terms of what are we going to do? What's the running game going to look like? Bottom line is, this is going to look like a more traditional offense coming out of coming out of Carolina. So this week, maybe Cameron Artis Payne, maybe maybe Fozzie Whitaker. I think there's going to be more carries there, and this Tampa Bay team's a team you can certainly run on. Paxton Lynch to get the start this week for the Broncos. That's uh, that, that's intriguing. Well, it's not intriguing. He came in, basically looked exactly, exactly like Trevor Simeon last week. So not a lot of difference there. When we get to the mailbag, there's a lot of Paxton Lynch questions, which I find interesting. I, I think we've discovered that offensive line's good enough. The defense is going to keep him in the game. The offensive line's good enough to keep him upright. And you got two great receivers in Sanders and Thomas. I don't think Lynch is necessarily a play. I don't think he's a daily play. We got that question a lot. But if you're injured or if you've got you know, Russell Wilson or Blake Bortles on a bye or something, I don't mind. I don't mind playing a Paxton Lynch if I had to. It's going to be unspectacular, but I, I think he'll be just fine. It's the year of the rookie quarterback, and these guys can do absolutely no wrong. Yeah, this is big Monday night as well. Tampa Monday night's going to look like a preseason game with all the backups. Charles Sims, Doug Martin, both most likely out Monday going up against the Panthers. Looking like Jaquiz Rogers is going to start. Now, here's an interesting play in terms of Jaquiz Rogers because Tampa can move the ball a little bit. He he can catch passes out of the backfield. And that Carolina defense has just flat been bad. I mean, they've been bad. So I think there's going to be opportunities out there. Quiz comes up in a lot of questions in the mailbag. And I think he's a nice, nice, solid flex play this week. So, so something to keep an eye on, but I don't think there's any chance Sims or Martin plays on Monday. Uh, Latavius Murray, this one's going to be big for Rick when he gets back. Latavius Murray out tonight or out this afternoon for the Raiders. Looks like Jalen Richard going to get the start with DeAndre Washington getting plenty of work. This is, uh, yeah, yeah, everything all right? It wasn't a fire alarm or anything? No. Oh, let me turn your microphone back on. I was picking up your phone conversation, oh, and I didn't know what it was, so I turned your microphone off. Latavius Murray out this week, my friend. Yes, that's uh, that's big news. And, uh, yeah, Jalen Richard owners, you know, rejoice because you're playing a pretty tasty matchup, actually. And, um, you know, the severity of Murray's injury – hope it isn't too long but they're at home san diego's coming in you know should be some should be a lot of action in that game that's the shame of it with the the struggles the struggles that latavius murray said maybe he's been nicked up you know quite frankly i don't know 
He's getting in the end zone, which has sort of kept him off our radar, kept him out of the love-hate segment on the Arena Sportsnet every Thursday, Rick. But it's been a rough year for him, and you finally get this nice, tasty matchup, and he's out. You know, I don't know. It's impossible to guess what the distribution is going to be between Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington. This is going to be tough. I don't know. But with the injuries, chances are many of you listening are going to have to pick up whichever one you can get your hands on. If you can get your hands on both, I'm probably going to lean to the Richards side. This is one of those deals where you just don't know. Maybe Washington comes in, busts a 70-yarder, and he gets all the – you just don't know in this situation. No, but, um, I mean, you are probably well-served, you know, it, when a matchup like that, certainly, you know, a Richard in your flex or, or even, you know, Washington as well. Uh, it, it's I mean, you know, you made you're not going to start, you know, listen to us recommend them, but you know, if you're some of these injuries, these guys are probably going to see the field. Oh yeah, there's, there's and, and that's high, that's what's key right now. A high usage percentage on a lot of these guys in, in a in a time when you wouldn't expect it to happen. It, oh yeah, the, the injuries at the running backs it illustrates two things. Well, no, it illustrates one thing. It's just how useless that you. We sit here and question every spring, you know, why are these running backs getting so disrespected and this veteran got cut and this rookie who was the best thing I've ever seen run a ball since Barry Sanders in college, he's going in the sixth round. What's going on? They're completely interchangeable. The running game's dead in the NFL. It just it, Right now you're chasing touchdowns. I sort of talked about that in the beginning. I think my strategy until something changes from now on in fantasy football is running back. I'm looking for touchdown machines. Well, you don't see 24 carries for 120 yards and a touchdown anywhere. That, that's gone. Well, no, you know, it is gone from the perspective of the average starting running back. Until you get a Barry Sanders, a la an Adrian Peterson going out. Now you see Aussie Autumn McKinnon. I mean, it's good. it's going to be a tag team. DeMarco Murray, he's still carrying the load. Lamar Miller's carrying the load. Le'Veon Bell's going to carry the load. You know, David Johnson. You know, these – but the number of studs are so few and far between anymore. Yeah, you're right. It's for the majority of the teams, it's just plug and play. Right, right. Stream them. (laughs) Stream your running backs. Oh, God. Hey, before we get going, did you see that the the NFL is banning teams from posting their own – game day video and they can no longer turn highlights into these gifts and so forth it, it's it's like what is a hundred thousand dollar fine for posting them unapproved by the nfl yeah, for your own team for your yeah, the nfl owns you buddy well and you know because what? you know why probably because ratings are down on their shows showing the highlights right well what's interesting is the ratings are down in the games yeah, big time on the Thursday night games. This is probably more of a middle-of-the-week segment when we get to that. Right. But the ratings are down. This just shows how the NFL doesn't get it. Look, bottom line, you want to know why ratings are down? It's simple as this. We get our media differently. I don't know how the ratings work for the red zone, but I don't think you're getting credit for that game being watched by however many because if it's not the Steelers, I'm watching it on the red zone, right, unless it's the only game on. I'm turning all these Thursday night games off at halftime because they're just god-awful. Even, even with good teams, what they can't seem to wrap their mind around is is on three days rest and two days practice, whatever it ends up being, the level of play just isn't any good. That's why these games are so ugly. And we are, we are consuming our NFL via social media, Thursday night games on Twitter, via the DirecTV app is where I watch a lot of it. 
we're we're getting it through Red Zone. We're getting it through all these you know, online type of outlets. And the league, what's their response to this? Well, we're going to ban teams from using these online outlets, which is what's driving your viewership. This is how the NFL's consumed now. They're a little late on it. You know, that sounds, you know, for me, I'm like a caveman, basically, but I get it. So they'll get it eventually. It's just more the NFL step. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Hey, okay, we got a standard flex question. All right. Standard flex. Elshon Jeffrey, Marvin Jones, Terrence West. Jeffrey, Marvin Jones, Terrence West. Ugh. I wonder what, what Kenneth Dixon coming back does to Terrence West. Alshon Jeffrey, perpetually questionable, but look like looks like he's going to go. Marvin Jones has been the most consistent, the most studly. We're on the every other week bit for the Lions, so they were terrible last week against the Bears. So I think this is Marvin Jones for me. Yeah, Philadelphia's played a pretty good brand of defense. Um, yeah, I guess I'm still waiting to see if I, you know, I'm not going to overthink. I'm, I'm going to go Marvin Jones. I'm going to go Jones, Jeffrey West, Jones and Jeffrey close for me. Looks like Eddie Royal's going to be out. Obviously Brian Hoyer starting Kevin White's out. There should be so much opportunity for Jeff. Oh man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Jones, Jeffrey West. You know, I think I'm going to go with Jeffrey. Uh, you, you know, Jones, I think, is still a little hampered with that foot. He's questionable. It's a foot injury. It drives me crazy trying to recommend a guy with a foot injury. Sometimes you get burned on it. But I tell you what, you take Marvin Jones' wheels away from him, and, yeah. you know, it's kind of sketchy. They're playing Philadelphia. I like, you know, I like Alshon Jeffrey. I like what Brian Hoyer's doing. I think I'm going him slightly over you know Jones. What? As I look at it, I don't know what I was thinking, who I was thinking Chicago was playing. I didn't realize it was in Indianapolis where you're starting at nickel corner this week. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to back off, and I'm going to go Jeffrey. I still think it's close. The upside of a Marvin Jones, you just never know if Jeffrey's going to put himself out running out of the tunnel. <laughs> this guy's right. so nicked up. But he keeps playing. I don't necessarily think, speaking of Terrence West, just because just he's on the list and we were going to get to him later on, I don't think Kenneth Dixon cuts into his workload a ton. I'm not really worried about that. I don't either, really. You love going up against Washington. But in these questions, even in a standard, I, I tend to go want to go with the wide receivers. It's the only reason. I, you know, Terrence West owners fear not. That. This is another week he can play him. I think Kenneth Dixon works his way in. He's been hurt. He hasn't played. You know, I think there's more excitement about him in the fantasy world than there is in Baltimore, quite frankly. Terrence West is going to get his work, and they're going to be able to run the ball plenty on that godforsaken Washington defense. Yeah, you would certainly think so. And, you know, he's still expected to start. And let's face it, that weather's going to be crappy in Baltimore, and they're going to rely on the running game, I would think. And, you know, you can run on Washington. Right. West is very intriguing. But um, I, I still have to go with Jeffrey. Yeah, I think. Jeffrey going up against Indianapolis. It's only the injury things that make me worry about him. But going up against Indianapolis, being the only NFL wide receiver left on that team at this point, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to flip flop, and I'm going to go with Jeffrey. We got a call on the line. Let's head to that right now. Area code eight six zero. Good morning, Rick and Rick. Good morning. How you doing, man? We are fine, Dean, and yourself. Hey, I'm in first place, tied for first. I'm doing all right. That's good to hear. It's better than listening to the dumpster fire from 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, I made some sweet waiver deal. Hey, good news is uh, no more Colby Fleener questions. I picked up Zach Ertz off the waiver wire. There you go. There you go. Every week so, over Fleener. Every week. Although you do know the way your last year's gone. Now Fleener's going to come back from the bye and be the second coming of Rob Gronkowski, right? Yeah, that's okay. Let him do it. <laughs> it's going to be all your fault. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, we're ready. What do you got, D? Um, you know, when I lost Keenan Allen, man, I, I've been really struggling with a, getting a second wide receiver. I can't believe my cousin dropped Willie Sneed to pick up Cousins because he has uh, um, the Seattle quarterback there, Wilson. I can't believe he dropped Willie Sneed, man. I, w- I would have given him a lot. So I think that's going to be my second wide receiver for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I love it. Look, he's been nicked up. There's always concerns with with those New Orleans receivers, with what Michael Thomas is, how he's gotten involved since Snead's been limited. But I think once Snead gets back in healthy, he's just the perfect complement. He's always running around in the middle wide open. One of those guys you look at him like a Cole Beasley and don't understand why he keeps catching all these balls. But get the bye week, I think he's going to be healthy. Yeah, I think he's easily a number two receiver. Yeah. I don't even think about that. I think you're in good shape. Yeah, well, unfortunately, this week I got to play the top scorer in the league, man. Um, this guy has Brown, Marshall, Jordan Reed, Landry. He's going with Eli. I got Rodgers back. I, you know, I don't want to do it, but I got to start Lamar Miller against the Vikings with Melvin Gordon there, and I got McKinnon in my flex. The problem is his second wide receiver situation, dude. I got Will Fuller, but I really don't like playing two Texans against that vaunted freaking Vikings defense. But I also have Tyrell, Tyrell Williams on San Diego. Now, Dontrell Inman, whatever, that other San Diego guy who was seven catches, a buck 20, and a touchdown, 25 fantasy points last week, is on the waiver wire. Would you go grab him, or would you play Fuller, or would you just play Williams for the second receiver slot? Well, I've, you know, I actually owned some Dontrell Inman last year, you know, with the injuries on San Diego, and he actually served fairly well. Now that you're looking at a San Diego offense without Keenan Allen again, uh, you know, Travis Benjamin, I really thought was going to be one of the big playmakers for San Diego. It doesn't see, at least so far, it doesn't seem like him and Rivers have really hooked up a ton. And Rivers seems to be spreading it around a little bit. Fuller's a player, man. And I'll tell you what, I'd hate to not have him in the lineup. I know they're playing at Minnesota and it could be, it could be rough, but I'll tell you what it is. We've already seen Will Fuller, I don't know if it is the Will Fuller effect or whatever it is, but DeAndre Hopkins certainly is far from elite. And (laughs) Fuller seems to be the guy in that offense right now. Yeah. So you guys would roll with Fuller. That's me. I'll let Rick take it from here, but uh, yeah, yeah, I I think I would. Yeah, I'm with you. The matchup's awful. If you didn't have Lamar Miller in your lineup, it wouldn't be a question. I'm with you, Dean. We're on the same wavelength where you know this is a bad matchup and you don't want two guys up against that matchup in your lineup. And and you look, that's a tasty matchup with the Raiders. Here's the problem. One of those guys, Williams or Inman, may outperform a Will Fuller. 
there, there's no way of guessing. You know, Tyrell Williams come in with all the hype. You know, what's he got? He's got two catches and three, then six, then five, right, right around the 50, 60 yard mark. So that that's yeah. what you get for him. Do you feel better for that? You know, I said off the top of the show, this is a type of week, and it sounds like you are going up against the the fantasy football all star team for 2016. Apparently, you're chasing Fuller's the highest upside. It, I hate the matchup. I think you got to go there. It, Inman Williams, you're going to drive yourself nuts watching that game. Who's the ball going towards? I, I'm with Rick here. I'm going to go Will Fuller. I hate having two Texans, but he he's Brock Osweiler's favorite target here. It, it's yeah. pure and simple. The Vikings yeah, are yeah. still, and for this reason, I think give credit to DeAndre Hopkins as a DeAndre Hopkins owner in a lot of leagues. This crushes me. Teams are still going to try and take D Hop away, and Will Fuller's the beneficiary of that. So I'm going to have I, you don't have any choice but to play Lamar Miller, and here it's still Will Fuller. Yeah, and I mean, if you really have that that, if we had to make the choice. You know, between Williams or Inman, I think I'd have to go Inman. Yeah, I, I mean, I, agree. I think I think the chemistry there is with Rivers, albeit Rivers is pulling the Drew Brees this year. I mean, he's spreading it all over the place. But you know, Inman's been there. I mean, you think about it, Travis Benjamin hadn't been there, you know, and, and Williams either. I mean, they know each other. I if you had to take one of those Chargers, I think it'd be Inman with me. Okay, that sounds – yeah, I think I'm going to truck Fuller out there. Well, you know, I'm projected to win by two because I got a, got a good start with that Cardinals defense. Uh, seven sacks, two picks, a fumble recovery, and a safety. They they got me uh, 17 points Thursday night. So, we'll see what happens. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks a lot. That's the only question I had. Enjoy Dean, the day. Certainly hope that uh, you know Fuller kind of pans out because that is that's a tough uh, situation to be in when you're playing that Minnesota defense. But um, yeah, and yeah, I, I don't know what to say other than good luck because Fuller's <laughs> a logical play because you're guessing with the with the other San Diego weapons. So let's just hope it works out and Minnesota doesn't go sixteen and zero, and uh, maybe Houston can. You know, let's face it, this is a signature game for Houston. I mean, they're yeah. either going to be recognized as a real contender or, well, it's Houston. They lost to another tough team. Yeah, I'm a Vikings fan anyway, so, you know, it's kind of hard that way too. But, yeah, this guy's going to roll out Eli and Jaquiz Rogers, so maybe Eli will have a a, a two-pick, three-pick day. I don't know. But, man, Antonio Brown, Marshall, Reed, Landry, McCoy, and Rod, Jaquiz Rogers. He's, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a that's a scary lineup there. Well, good luck this this week, Dean. You'll be fine. Take them down. Get, break that tie. Get yourself in first place. <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. All right, hey, hey Dean. Good to hear from Dean. All right, Rick. Where were we at here? Uh, well, we got uh, oh, I, I got a few points from Hyde and Fitzgerald on Thursday night football. Remind me on Thursday night in the Arena Sports Network. We gotta have a little Carlos Hyde discussion. Yeah, but. Um, so he's, he's got the points from Hyde and Fitzgerald from Thursday Night Football. He needs two. This is standard. We need two um, from Hopkins, All right. Jones, Beasley, Smallwood. Can we break here a minute? Well, not a commercial break. What's the Smallwood fever about? He shows up 700 times in the, in the mailbag. 
Ryan Matthews is back. Yeah, Smallwood earned himself some work. I, I have a hard time taking a lot away from that Philadelphia Pittsburgh game. You saw how meaning it was meaningless it was on the Pittsburgh side coming back Sunday night. Unfortunately, we had to buy for the Eagles, but Smallwood that's another discussion probably. We'll see what he does this week and we'll have that discussion next week as well. So, yeah, I mean, I understand he got a touchdown against Pittsburgh. Um but he has no catches for the year. And Matt, Ryan Matthews, unless I miss something's back this week, he he's fine as far as I right. know. So even if he does get some playing time, I, I think he is certainly last on this list. Yeah, yeah. So not not for this conference. So here, here's your classic, and and this is you know, and I didn't mention this off the top when I was talking about the injuries in the bye weeks. Every fantasy stud has the has a tough matchup, right? You, you got Atlanta, and you've got you got Atlanta going up against Denver. And then, of course, the game we just talked about with Houston with some fantasy studs on there going up against Minnesota. So, yeah, I 100% understand this question. Basically, it is, can I get Beasley in over Hopkins or Jones? I I can't do it, Rick. You, you know what I mean? I, I'd love to, but, but Beasley, quite frankly, doesn't have the easiest of matchups either. If no. there's finally a defense that, that's going to get Dak Prescott moving around a little bit and get him confused it could be the Cincinnati defense they haven't been quite what I expected but they create turnovers they get at the quarterback I, I really worry you know Julio Jones he's still going to get his it, it, he ain't going to get 300 <laughs> you know what I mean I, I'm not Marvin Jones Julio what are, oh, talking are we about? talking about Marvin or Julio? yeah Marvin Jones. oh you just said Jones oh I'm All sorry right, I so thought Marvin I said Marvin yes all yeah. right, so that actually that makes it easier. So it's Marvin Jones. This comes down to DeAndre Hopkins and Beasley for me. I'm I am very very worried about Houston and Minnesota. What Minnesota does is they bring that rush right up the middle, and I'm stealing this. I heard this somewhere. Believe me, I didn't watch the game taste, but they bring the they bring the rush right up the middle, and that's where Brock Osweiler's really struggled. Saying all that, one catch for four yards isn't going to happen again. This is DeAndre Hopkins again. I'm chasing the touchdowns. I think I'm going to go with the stud. I'm going to go with the you – know, I use veteran loosely. It's not like Hopkins has been in the league for 12 years. So I'm sticking with Hopkins. I'm going with Marvin Jones. Yeah. I'd love to get Cole Beasley in the lineup. But this this could be the game where we see – I said it last week, but this could be the game where we see Dak Prescott bring it back to earth a little – just a little bit. And with the emergence of Ezekiel Elliott, I think he gets plenty of work. Hopkins is going to struggle, don't get me wrong but I can't sit him down for a Cole Beasley. There's guys I would sit him down for. We'll talk about that later in one of my lineups. I wanted to see what you thought about it, but I don't think Cole Beasley's that guy. No, especially in standard. And even the owner knows this. I mean, if it was PPR, it, it may be a different story with Beasley, but yeah, Hopkins and Jones to me, I mean, yeah. you're chasing touchdowns and yardage. And I think the potential is there for those guys. Beasley's your possession guy. Right. And so that, obviously puts them down to third on my list. All right, we're caught up here. All right, so let, let's talk about that with, with the matchup play, and we talk about chase of points. Remember, I, did, I don't know if it was on a, a Arena Sportsnet show or, or here last week, I talked about the 10-team the league. I mean, the old heritage home league I've been in since the 90s. And I, the one where I just went literally zero running back, <laughs> like I, I went ridiculous with it. So, So on that team, I have, of course – my boy in Jacksonville who I drafted in every league and is crushing my soul. And then I got Marvin Jones and I got Julian Edelman and I got Hopkins and I got Mike Evans. 
Now, on that list this week, I decided based on matchups that Hopkins was the guy I sat down. Now, is this a PPR standard? It's a PPR league, full point. So so I went with uh, Julian Edelman with Brady coming back. I went with Mike Evans. You go with Mike Evans every week. And then come down to Marvin Jones and DeAndre Hopkins for me, you know, which would have been this question if we could only got one. I took Marvin Jones over DeAndre Hopkins. Am I nuts? Am I wanted to talk to you about it? I actually feel pretty good about it, but maybe you could back me off of it. No, because I at Minnesota, it's Brock Osweiler. I, I there's not a lot of confidence in Osweiler for me. No. I mean Houston's playing well. But I don't think it's, you know, we had this argument, you know, about Flacco and on the Arena Sports Network show. Osweiler isn't winning games. No, no, He's no. just not losing them right. right now. And, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think that's a bad play, to be honest with you. Now, if Hopkins come back with 10 for a buck 40 and two touchdowns, I may not be stunned, <laughs> quite that, frankly. That I mean, would stun me. I mean, it would stun me. You're like, oh, boy. You know, especially at Minnesota, but the potential's there with this guy. I mean, he's an animal. Well, right, right, but right. I agree with you. You know, with Edelman coming back with Brady. That's so obvious. <laughs> Just... Yeah, and I mean, Marvin Jones, they're at home. Yeah, yeah. Philadelphia's playing some some tough uh, defense, but, you know – I take everything that happened in that yeah. game between the Eagles and Steelers and just throw it out yeah. the window. That's one of those weird, right. anomalous things. You you get those things once once a season from pretty much every team, and it's it only happens every eight years or whatever. But now, I don't necessarily the- like the Mike Evans matchup at Carolina. I mean, it's still awful messy down there. Of course, Charlotte didn't really get the brunt of the hurricane. They probably just got some rain. It's not all that bad there. Yeah, Carolina, I tell you what, if there's a signature game, it's kind of like the Arizona statement right. game against San Francisco. You better stomp a mud hole in Tampa Bay. Right. And, and you better do it quick, and you better get on them and get moving. Because you're starting Derek Anderson, I believe. Yeah. And it, it, it it's a game they should walk away with, let's face it. Oh, no, certainly no question. So don't let them hang around. If they do that, Mike Evans could be very impotent this, today. He, he could struggle. Yeah. He, he, he could certainly struggle. I worry less about the weather. You know, we're moving to right. Monday night now. From my understanding, they're, they're even planning to have the race there at noon today that was canceled right. last night. So that plus, tells me, it was Western North yeah. Carolina. They really didn't catch it. So that, that tells me it shouldn't be too sloppy of yeah. a track. I just, Mike Evans is such a PPR magnet. So, so my thought was, and this is the only reason I bring it up, you know, nobody's listening to this to hear about my team. You know, I'm supposed to be giving really? advice, not asking for it. But I bring it up, my thought process, and this is what I wanted to throw out there, with, with Hopkins and Marvin Jones, I think there's more bust potential for Marvin Jones or more bust potential for DeAndre Hopkins than what the gap will be or could be if Hopkins outperforms right. Marvin Jones. Throw injury out, right? It, it's entirely possible that Hopkins has seven catches for 105 yards and a touchdown. But Marvin Jones, I think at a minimum, he's going to have four for 60, right? 
So there's a pretty decent point gap there, but I think there's also the opportunity that Hopkins goes one for four again or two for 19, where I don't think there's any possibility that Jones is below that four for 60. So that's sort of where I'm hedging. And in a week like this, that's the game I'm playing. So I only bring it up to illustrate the point. No matter what you said, I wasn't putting Hopkins in anyhow. I think you know that. But, But I think that's the line of thinking we're going with when we're answering these questions, especially in a week like this. And I, that's why with Dean, I, I like the Will Fuller. I don't like the Will Fuller side, but you know, the plan's going to be, all right, we're not going to let DeAndre Hopkins beat us. We're going to put pressure on Osweiler. He's still going to throw for 200 yards, right, Rick? I think there's every possibility 80 of those go to Will Fuller. Right. They're going to find a way to get the ball in his hands, and he just makes plays when he gets the ball in his hands. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go on in. Uh, PPR. We need two of right. these guys. You got your pencil? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Ryan Matthews, your boy. All right. Belil Powell, Fozzie Whitaker, Mike Wallace. All right. Right now, give me Fozzie. Okay. And, oh, we need two. You know, Wallace is intriguing, but I tell you what. I, on this list, though, it has to be Mike Wallace. Rick. He's the only one guaranteed to touch the ball more than ten, six Yeah, times. Ryan Matthews has done nothing to um, really earn a, a fantasy start so far right. this year. And Belil Powell, I mean, Matt Forte, full practice, there's really nothing wrong with him. He's done next to nothing this year. you got to go Fozzie and Wallace, right? Yeah, it's certainly Mike Wallace, and this comes down to you. Look, Belil Powell, he showed up in the mailbag a lot this week. Because everybody, remember, I was all whipped into a lather about it in the middle of the week on the Arena Sportsnet show that that Matt Forte caught that ride on the golf cart, and we find out. What's he dealing with, ribs, I think, or something? But expected to play, expected to be a full go. And he's got a good matchup against the Steelers. So Powell would be a desperation goal line type of play. Uh, this comes down to Wallace and Whitaker for me. It's probably Whitaker. We we talked about Rick a, a little earlier on. It might have been when you had to step out real quick. Where I think you're going to see. I don't. I like the Derek Anderson start this week from uh, Kelvin Benjamin, Greg Olson, and the running game standpoint. You're going to see a much more traditional NFL offense. What I don't know is it Whitaker is it Cameron Artis Payne. That's what that's what I don't know, which is why I'm leaning a little bit toward Ryan Matthews here. I think he's got touchdown potential. He had the week off. You worry about that ankle just flaring up, and all of a sudden he's out of the game, and nobody knows why, like happened against the Steelers two weeks ago. For me, this is Wallace. Matthews is coming in as the starter. I don't know what it's going to be, Whitaker versus Cameron Artis Payne. I really don't know. So I'm going Wallace one, Matthews two, Whitaker, Whitaker a real close three behind Matthews, only out of fear of Ryan Matthews and then Belial Powell. I don't even think he's in the discussion. Okay, I mean, well, I ju- we'll just have to disagree. I've got to go Fozzie because even when Cam Newton was in in the game, this guy's still involved in the offense, and I think he is going to be heavily involved again today with with Derek Anderson. You don't even have the mobility that you have with a Cam Newton with Derek Anderson in there. Which Hence, is, you're going to need some outlets. Which is why, though, I think it may be more standard where you're turning around and you're handing the ball off to a guy like Artis Payne. Whitaker, you're not just going to line up in the eye and, and go 14, 16 times. I think that could happen 
if they want to do that, it could be artist pain. Well, it's yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going with Fozzie. I'm not going to. I'm That's not going to change. He was involved. He still had 56 total yards against Minnesota. You know, against that stout defense, which isn't all that wonderful. I understand that. But the point is, they didn't do much against Minnesota the whole game. He was still involved in that offense. I think he's heavily involved, and I, and I think Fozzie, to me, is still the number one guy. All right. And, so. and then Wallace and then Matthews. Yeah, potential Matthews is there. I just want to see something from Ryan Matthews before I start recommending him to people. I mean, yeah, even he was fine. playing. He's, he's doing nothing. Yeah, but, uh, finding the end zone, I'm chasing touchdown. But so we can agree on right. Wallace. So get Mike Wallace in your lineup, and then, you know, pick who you like better between okay. me and Rick. Here's another question. All right. Um, I'm thinking of taking a risk starting Cameron Meredith, you know, the wide receiver for Chicago, mm-hmm. replacing Tajay Sharp for the flex in PPR. I'll tell you what. I think I'd have to just roll with Sharp because of Royal plays, even somewhat. Yeah, is there any news on Eddie Royal? While you talk, I'll effort. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if, if Eddie Royal plays, and he's every indication right now, he's still a game time decision. I don't know. I, I think you know Sharp. Look, I tell you what, I, I had, it's not that I think that Sharp is going to be all that wonderful for you. But if Eddie Royal plays, I think he is – he's going to be a workhorse there. He had over 100 yards last week, and, you know, he's a veteran. He's got some chemistry with Hoyer. I mean, they, they worked in, in preseason a lot together because they were in the same – you know, the same string, let's put it that way. So, I don't know. I, I, I think you're risking it. If you're in good shape – or if, or maybe you're really looking for the bigger play. You know, maybe you're in bad shape, not so much that way. If you're looking for the higher ceiling, maybe you do make take that risk. I think Sharp, I, I think you're pretty well flat right now until something happens with him. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, as of 45 minutes ago, CBS Sports still just saying Eddie Royal is going to be a game-time decision. So this looks for all the world like he's going to go through – pregame warm up and sees how he and see how he feels. Look, Tajay Sharp, he couldn't have been he couldn't have been much worse than he has been. <clears throat> that said, if Eddie Royal in or out, let's say Eddie Royal's out, what's the Chicago game plan gonna be? It's gonna be a whole lot of Jordan Howard. It's gonna be a whole lot of Alshon Jeffrey and it's gonna be a whole lot of Zach Miller. You look, Meredith's gonna get touch the ball. Maybe there's somebody else on that roster we're not even talking about who's gonna touch the ball. You know Tajay Sharp is still a quasi number one wide receiver. Quasi, you know, emphasis right. on the quasi. But he's thought of as their number one wide receiver. Meredith, is, is that's such a stretch. I, I'm with you, Rick. I, I don't have the guts to, to pull that trigger. You know, Sharp's probably going to have three catches for 42 yards. But, you know, Meredith, maybe he finds the end. But Zach Miller's right. going to get in the end zone. It's going to be a whole lot of Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, the- Really, the reason Where you the take Sharp, he only had the two catches for 15 yards last week, but he was still seven targets. Right, right. If he, so somewhere along the line, those seven or eight targets get turned into four catches or even five catches. Now, you're at least 50 yards, you know, and maybe a touchdown, something like that. He's due to get in the end zone sooner or later, I would you think. I certainly think so. So, I mean, I, I think he's just the, the smarter play. It'd be a gutsy play. It'd be a cool play. I'd like to see you well, do it, but I wouldn't do it. I, let, let me answer it that way. I would do it if you're 
sitting like you are in the caveman league, maybe 0-4, oh, yeah. 1-3. and three, Who cares? <laughs> yeah, your high ceiling, yeah, go for it. But other than that, I think uh, Sharp is just a more logical play. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, Rick, let's go to the phone lines. I was wondering, he must have slept in this morning. Jersey in the house. Jersey, good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? Hey, 3-1 and one in both legs. Doing pretty good. I heard you talk about uh, – yeah, because Junior picked up Royal. He had some guys on a bye or whatever. So, we're waiting to hear – that being a game time decision, that's why I was seeing if you heard anything, and I, I heard that on your on your you know, your talk there. Um, quick question: I got I have to use in my PPR leg. I got to go with Coleman, but I'm not real uh, because I got Ware on a buy. I got D'Angelo Williams. I don't know what he's going to get. And I got Stewart still hurt, but my boy David Johnson gave me 36 points, so I'm doing good there. With the sickle cell trait that Coleman has, and I know Denver is a problem with, with football players that have that trait there. Sometimes they don't play. There was a guy that played recently, maybe the last couple of years, he had a spleen removed. They're saying Coleman's playing, but, I mean, I don't really have any other options to really put in there. I mean, well, I'll, tell, I you, I'll tell you, the best option in my mind is, is D'Angelo Williams. I think he's going to see some action at home and do you really want to risk Tevin Coleman with sickle cell up in Denver? I mean, he could he could just go through pregame warm-ups and maybe not yeah. start not feeling well or something, and bang, you're done. You know what I'm saying? I would get D'Angelo yep. in there. Look, he didn't have a whole lot of work last week, but he still scored a touchdown. Right, right. See, that's what I'm hoping to get. Because I know the Jets – I mean, again, the Jets are on the road. Their defense is much better at home. They are, I guess, fairly tough against the rush or whatever, whatever too, but – like you said, I wasn't sure. I tell you, when 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 Williams was going for me, didn't have anything to worry about. That's my weakest spot now because where I don't know what he's going to be doing. And like you said, Stewart, you don't know what he he may come back next week. And like you uh, said earlier on, yeah, like you said earlier on, I think it was Ryan Clark that had his spleen removed. Isn't that correct, Rick? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. I mean, he did, that's close to our heart. I mean, that was Pittsburgh, you know, and he played up there. Oh yeah, and he yep. had his spleen removed. If it is that life-threatening and damaging to the body, I mean, let's face it, it's, you know, I read a little bit about this. It's, you know, to do with the blood cells, the shape of them. They just can't bring in, they can't transfer enough oxygen to the vital organs of the body. And if you're stressing yourself, you're just, I mean, you're damaging everything in your body. It's, I just would never risk that. If I was a player, I wouldn't risk it if I was a coach. And, I mean, being a fantasy owner, if you got D'Angelo Williams sitting there, even with a limited work, I'd throw him in there. Yeah, Tevin Coleman, he's not worried about it. Right. I think that coaching staff will be worried about it. And I think he's going to get limited of work. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. they have to be worried about it. They they know the risks. And so, while Coleman's right. going to suit up and he's going to want to play, I think that coaching staff in the front office is going to be wise enough. So, yeah, it's a rock and a hard place there, Jersey. But I agree, D'Angelo Williams. I think the Steelers could get up big on the Jets, quite frankly. And then that's where you see Williams maybe get a late garbage touchdown like he did last week against Kansas City. So, it's not a good place to be okay. in. But I agree with Rick there, and I like D'Angelo. Uh, now, in, in, in the standard league, uh, I got to listen also because I have that that Jets second receiver. Oh, well, I'm not sure how you pronounce that name. Uh, the new one, whatever. Yeah, yeah. new one. Now I got I got him in Royal, but in Royal, I like Royal in a PPR league, but not so much in a standard league. But some, you know, but he has a nice relationship with Hoyer. He has before. Would you stick? Because I got Fuller going in the standard league. Would you keep a new AM or or if? Uh, 
because again, he he could be iffy with some injury, sore knee, or would you or would you put in Royal if Royal's yeah, good to are, go? Anyway. Yeah, these are both both really good matchups with Eric Decker being out. I like a new over Royal even under a general circumstance, if they were both healthy. I think Royals more banged up, certainly more questionable. This decision may be made for you during pregame, right. but either way, I, I like Inouye here. Being that secondary, that Steelers defense, as bad as it is, they're even more banged up. All, everybody's out. Absolutely everybody's out defensively. Any feeble efforts they make to slow down the Jets passing game is going to be rolled to the Brandon Marshall side. So I think this opens things wide open for a new one with Ryan Shazier out who would be helping out on a slot guy like a new one. I think he runs free. I know he's nicked up too, but yeah, I, for me, Rick, this is a new one pretty easily. Yeah. I'd put a new one because number, number one, if he's, if Eddie Royal is going to be a game time decision, Jersey, right. there's it's significant. I mean, it, he's still in pain and so forth. And if he was, if they were both perfectly healthy, you know, I right. might go Royal and, and maybe not even sure with that, with Decker being out on the Jets. But, yeah, I think Anuma easily on this one. Uh, and do you like uh, – here's the thing. Junior had asked me to ask this question for you guys. Do you guys like um, – like, you know, he's got, he's got Rodgers, but he has Cobb. I think he's using Hill as his flex. But do you like um, – Here's the thing, like Dorsett last year, last week, didn't do anything until the end of the game. Just like I sat Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns had, what, four yards, one catch, and all of a sudden goes 50 yards for a touchdown. Like, you didn't even see that coming. Thank God I won. But, like, um, do you think Dorsett's a, a good play this week at, um, at home and, and sitting uh, Randall Cobb? Because Junior has Rodgers, who was wanting me to ask you that question. Because he, he goes – Tight end wise, he lost Kelsey, so he's got Jack Doyle in there, and he's trying to get, you know, options out of the guys on his bench, and he doesn't have too much on there. So, do you like that situation? Yeah, I mean, Dorsett has such a better matchup, you know, at home against Chicago. But yeah, I. Oh man, but but Cobb. Cobb's done that just absolutely nothing. A tougher matchup, boy, Rick. This one's a tough one. I'm. I think I may still go with Cobb. He's starting Rodgers. I, I like that hookup. I'm chasing points this week. Dorsett, okay. we got all whipped into a lather about him, Rick. But there, there, here's my concern. There's not going to be a lot of huh? garbage time going up against the Chicago team. So, I think a guy who's going to be in the offense. I'm going to go with the name brand here over the generic, right. to, to put it that way. I'm going to go with Randall Cobb. I can't trust a Philip Dorsett. I can't trust, even against a bad Chicago team, for Andrew, Andrew Luck to be not be staring at the stadium lights the whole game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Cobb's a safer play. Dorsett, I, I don't know this, and plus you're going to have a Doyle in there. So if Indianapolis starts playing uh, yeah. like they've been playing all year, now you've got two guys in there, and I don't know. I think I'd still go with Cobb. The, at least the hookups there. You're probably almost, you know, against the Giants. You're probably guaranteed at least. 50, 60 yards, maybe you'll get a touchdown. So, I mean, right. I, I think Cobb's probably the smarter play. All right, I'll tell him to keep him in. The last question, guys. I did – I got – I have Fleener, but he's on a bye. I had Titta in the standard league. I dropped Titta. I picked – I'm not – I picked up Whitney only because Bryant being out. Um, you know, I got BZ in my PPR league as my flex. But this, in my standard league, um, is Witten not a bad play this week with, with, with Bryant being out? Because there's really not much – 
out there, man, on tight ends in a standard league. I mean, you need guys that are going to maybe get in, you know, 40, 50 yards in a score. Ain't too many out there, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and I mean, Witten's always a good guy to have in there. Let's face it, if you don't have one of the studs and – you know, you you drafted later with your tight ends, or like you went with a fleener, and, and you don't want to go with that. Right. Chase Witten's a nice, just a nice play to have in there. You're guaranteed you're going to get your five, six catches probably. You're, and who knows, you may score. You know, you're going to get your right. sixty to probably seventy yards between fifty and seventy yards, something like that. I think that's a nice play. Don't yeah. worry about him. Yeah, yeah. Plug him, plug him. Don't worry about it. You'll get Kelsey back, and you, you'll you'll be fine for for this week. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah, because Pitt has been struggling, man. The last two weeks he hadn't done anything, so especially in the standard league. So I was like, so I said, right, let me drop him and get Kel- get pick up what's his name, Witten. So thanks, guys. I appreciate. It. Hopefully, I go four and one in both leagues. It's always a pleasure. I enjoy my Sundays talking to you. Best of luck to you guys and enjoy your day. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, Jersey. All right, Good Jersey. Luck this week. Good luck, buddy. Let's. Uh, here's a question here, Rick. We got. Uh, Struggling to decide what to do with Devontae Freeman this week. In a few leagues, we have Riddick, West. Okay, I'm sorry. Are Riddick, West, Fozzie better running back plays than Devontae Freeman or Wallace, Anumwa, and Inman in a flex? Now, are all these – I'm just wondering if all seven of these are choices over Devontae Freeman, or is it like a two-fold question? All right. I'm just wondering myself. Well, let, let's start with this. I'm going to rank the running back, all right? It, I got West one, Freeman two. I got – I know you like Fozzie, but I think I got Riddick three, and I got Fozzie four on that list. So, you know, if it's a running back question, I'll play West over Freeman. I won't play any of the others. So, in order, I, I've got West, Freeman, Riddick, and Fozzie. You know, Riddick's going to get all the work this week. Okay, presumably. now, do you want Wallace, Anumwa, or Inman over West then? then? If you're taking West over Freeman because okay. it's, it's, it's everybody over Freeman here. So, this is a flex spot. All right, one right. flex spot, all these – I like I like Anua over West, so I think Anua, West, Freeman, Wallace, Riddick, Inman, Fozzie. I still got Fozzie on the bottom of that list. Is this uh, flex or standard? PPR or standard. Or that's what I meant, yeah. PPR or standard. I'll wait for the answer because it doesn't say because um, I know this guy has standard and PPR ligs. Here's the thing with Freeman. He's going to get plenty of work. You know, if he can do it in the passing sure game, is. if this is a PPR, because I really don't think, go, going back just a couple minutes with what we were talking about with Jersey, yeah, Coleman may say he's going to play. <clears throat> but that, that coaching staff has to limit him if they even let him on the field. So Freeman's going to get opportunities. He's not going to run the ball, but, but he may catch a few. Well, Freeman's going to get a ton of work, but the point is they're playing Denver. Mm-hmm. And – you're going to you're going to get points with Freeman. I, I don't hate this play. Okay, now these are some of the guys apparently with this question. These are some of the guys we have choices over Freeman. There's more than one league. They're standard and flex. Okay, okay. All right? Okay. So, in general, in general, my number one so let's do it this way, just in general. My number one play on this list of players is Anua. 
All right. In in both? In both, PPR or standard. See, I, see, I would go in PPR, I would agree with you. But I think in standard, I think I might go west. Oh, okay. Well, that that's all right. We, we were going to get to that. So oh, okay. In a standard, then, I like west over Freeman. In a PP, I like west over Freeman either way. So let's just say we had to Rick make a list PPR or or standard it doesn't matter. For for me on this list it goes Anua 1. Well it does matter because yeah. in a PPR it's Freeman 2 and a standard it's West 2. So I like Anua. Okay, let's do it this way. All right. Okay. The listeners list I know he's listening. So, let's just do it this way. I'm going to go through these guys. Devontae Freeman or Riddick Flex. I mean PPR Freeman. Standard. Still Freeman. Okay. So so we're throwing Riddick out. Yeah, Riddick. Okay. He gone. West. This is I'm just gonna read in a West or Freeman. Standard. West. PPR. Freeman. Okay. I think I'd agree with you. And okay. then Anua over Freeman and, and both I know formats. you don't like Fozzie. And I think I take Freeman over Fozzie in both as well. Mm-hmm. But I like Fozzie much better than what you do. Okay, now Wallace or Freeman? Standard. Wallace. Wallace or Freeman PPR? Freeman. Definitely, yes. Um, okay, Anuwa Freeman, standard. Anuwa. PPR. Anuwa. I knew it was my number one okay. on this list either. Inman. Inman's. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Inman, San Diego, uh, Oakland. That's the, that's yeah. the catch Inman 22. over him in a PPR. Well, no. I think I take Inman standard over Freeman, Probably. but not PPR. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'm good with that. All right. I'm sure we Woo. really helped him out a lot. <laughs> Woo, God, I, I don't even know what I answered, so we're going to claim a win on that one. Yeah, <laughs> either way. Yeah, we. You should listen to us. All right, standard. All right. We need one out of Geo, Darkwa. He has like Darkwa slash Jennings. It may have just been a typo, but okay. Well, I think it's going to be whoever ends up getting the start. Well, yeah, okay. We Dar- don't know yet. Darkwa, Jennings, mm. Kenneth Dixon. I'd go Gen- or Geo easily. Or Kenneth Dixon. Yeah, I'm not ready to trust Dixon yet. I'm, I'm not gonna... either. And, and I don't trust Hill really taking much power away from Geo so far this year. Yeah, it's a standard, though. That, that, that's yeah. my concern. I'll tell you, here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to do it this way. In a standard league, if Jennings is out, it's Darkwa. If Jennings plays it's going to be Geo because I think Jennings is still going to get limited work and they're going to split. Does that make sense, Rick? So Kenneth Dixon, I'm taking the wait and see there. I think we're going to see a whole lot of Terrence West and they're going to ease Dixon into this. I think you're going to see Kenneth Dixon get the workload like Jamal Charles got last week. Now I wonder what his workload would have been if they weren't down 40 by the halfway mark of the first quarter. Yeah. But so I'm taking Dixon out of this. It's Darkwa if Jennings is out. It is Geo if Jennings is in. How about that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, standard makes a big difference right. with Geo. In a PPR, yeah. this would be Geo, and we would, yeah, right. probably wouldn't ask the questions, though. If it, exactly. If it yeah, so, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, in standard, I think that's it. All right. Standard. Hunter Henry or Brait? 
That that's intriguing. Now Antonio Gates is expected to play, but he's expected to play on a limited basis. So I think Hunter Henry gets plenty of work. Uh, I I'm going to err on the side of Cameron Braid here. He's become a favorite target, especially down around the around the goal line. So in, in my theme of chasing every possible point I can get this week. I like Brait's opportunity to score a touchdown better than I like Henry. Right. Because while I think Hunter Henry is going to be the main tight end in this offense, if Gates is w- able to go, what role are they going to use him in, Rick? Exactly. He's touchdown. Gonna, right. So Henry right. may have six or seven grabs, but if they get down in and it's time to score the touchdown, Henry's coming off. That's where you're going to use Antonio Gates if you're using him limited. So I'm going to go with Brait here. Yeah, I think I'd go with Brait too. Also, that question we had with uh, Darkwad slash Jennings, he has both of them. Okay. So I'm not playing Jennings at all. Right. So I, I wouldn't it doesn't either. change my answer. If Jennings is out, right. I like Darkwad. If Jennings plays, you're going to see a good split there, which elevates Geo. Right. Okay, full point PPR. We need two. Hogan, Dorsett, or Inman. I'll take this. I, give me Inman and Hogan. Hogan's basically a number one guy. He's going to get his targets, and I think he's going to be fine. And Inman, I think the potential against Oakland is there for Dontro Inman today. Um, Dorsett, to me, the jury's out. I want to see. I want to see some consistency before I start saying, okay, yeah, Dorsett's going to be a great play this week. He may be, and I hate answering stuff like this because it, because this is uh, these are the decisions you have to make. But I just think, um, I think Inman, I like this play this week. And, and Hogan with Watkins gone, I mean, you know, there you go. Yeah, I, I well, Chris Hogan plays for or, New England. I right? mean, with Brady back, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I was looking at the Buffalo game, and um, yeah, but I'm going to agree with you. Look, it, there's always a risk, and I'm going to be nervous all year probably with Chris Hogan because if you're not named Randy Moss, you right. name another studly Patriots receiver outside of Julian Edelman. But on this list, I'm going to agree. I think th- here's where you have to go Inman. We've gotten a lot of Inman questions this morning. This morning, This is where you can go with him comfortably. This comes down to Hogan, Dorsett. The ceiling's just so much higher on Hogan. Now, he could go out and he could disappear, and this could be all Edelman, all Gronk, and all the running backs, and then Hogan and all these other guys get sprinkled in. But for one week against Cleveland in the Brady revenge game, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to go Hogan and Inman as well. <sighs> It's yeah, I mean it's still Edelman and Hogan, right? I mean these are the guys that that are. I mean, yeah, he's not number one, but he's a wide receiver one on New right. England. And I don't know. I mean, Hogan's weird. I mean, <laughs> I, I I really think the potential's there, but you know, with Brady coming back. You know, maybe I jump. I don't know. I think I'd still go with Hogan. Yeah, just, I mean the guess. matchup there. There's a big Cleveland. Ri- there's a risk there, but there's no bigger of a risk than Philip Dorsett. And I think the the upside of a guy in this Brady revenge game is too high. So I, I'm going to roll with it. <clears throat> you know, Philip Dorsett just hasn't been that guy. I agree. All right, we're, we're all caught up. Well, we are past the top of the hour, Rick. Let's uh, rapid fire give our game picks. We'll get to the mailbag. Of course, keep sprinkling in your calls at 646-668-8488 or in the chat room. Let's start out, Rick. Standard running back, Blunt or Matthews? Blunt. 
Me too. Okay. He, he's been nicked up, yep. but I'm still going with Blunt here because they're going to be way ahead, and that's where Blunt's going to come in and okay, put down Okay, let's go. All right, uh, your Baltimore Ravens hosting the Washington's. Yeah, I think it's going to be really messy in Baltimore. Baltimore 13, Washington 7. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. I've got uh, Baltimore 23-20. We've been talking about it plenty. Cleveland hosts Tom Brady in the Pats. I have New England uh, winning this game in a nail-biter 47-17. Oh, nice. You went higher than I did. I went 34-13 after declaring they were going to score 77 on Thursday. I've backed off that a little bit. Detroit hosting Carson Wentz. You're starting quarterback, Rick, this week in the Caveman League. Actually, I I do. I mean, you know, Detroit's been pretty generous to uh, fantasy quarterbacks so far this year. I think it's going to be a close game in Detroit. I'm going Philly, pulling out a close win, 27-24. Detroit's doing the every other game bit, so here's a game at home. You wouldn't expect them to win after that pathetic standing last week against Chicago. I don't know how. I don't know why. I think Matt Stafford does his every other, comes back. Detroit wins this one, 30-28. Indianapolis hosting Chicago. Yeah, I think Chicago is a much better team under Brian Hoyer. However, I don't think – even with that horrible offensive line, I think Andrew Luck's going to score points. I'm going Indianapolis at home, 36-26. I think the wheels officially fall off for Indianapolis this week. Very possible. We've got the GM blaming Andrew Luck and his contract for their inability to play defense. That'll be a huge story uh, when we record next week right. if they blow this game yeah. in Chicago. And I think it's going to happen for everything you said. You worry about all the injuries at the skill positions. I think it's a nice game for Jordan Howard. I think, like you said, this is a much better team with Brian Hoyer and Jay Cutler is done in Chicago, save for a Hoyer injury, which could happen any minute now. But I like Chicago here, 21-20. to 20. Miami hosts Tennessee. Good luck with this one. i tell you what, I, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in either one of these teams. They're, they're trying to get better. I'm going Tennessee 24-21. Yeah, I, I thought we'd disagree with that. I got Tennessee 23-23. Or 27-23. I don't know why. Just Miami, this is the kind of game they lose, right? I think it's just as right. simple as that. All right, Minnesota hosting Houston. I think it's going to be a fairly close game. Um, they're, but they're playing in Minnesota, and look, that defense is for real. I'm going Minnesota 27, Houston 20. Yeah, I've got Minnesota 24-20. Look, this team isn't going 16-0. and I think this team isn't going 12-4. and I think the other shoe, the other shoe's going to drop at some point for Minnesota offensively, but I don't think it's this week. So I, I agree, and I like Minnesota at home. Our Steelers here in Western PA hosting the Jets. I, I think uh, the Jets' offense bounces back a little bit, but uh, there's too much firepower for Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh 31, Jets 20. Yeah, the Darrell Revis homecoming game looks like he's a big question mark, going to be a game-time decision. Plus, he hasn't been that good to begin with. They may struggle running the ball, but they're going to find ways to move the ball. Jets, I agree with you. They're going to play better offensively, but I got the Steelers 33-29. Denver hosting Atlanta. I like Denver in this game. They're playing at home, and these are the types of games where Matt Ryan seems to start to struggle against a really tight defense. I'm going Denver 24, Atlanta 20. Yeah, the uh, I think the Matt Ryan bubble burst. He's got a tough stretch, four or five games coming up. Maybe we'll talk about that on Thursday. But I think Denver keeps it rolling with Paxton Lynch starting. Just no difference between Lynch and Simeon, I don't right. think. It's going to be their same brand of offense. That's scary defense. They score a defensive touchdown and win 28-17. Cowboys hosting the Bungles. 
I think this is where Dak Prescott uh, starts to realize that uh, the NFL is pretty tough. Uh, you got a pretty good defense with Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati 27-21. Yeah, this isn't the Washington Redskins defense. Mar- Marvin Lewis is going to get after him. I think it's a decent little game. I got the Bengals 26-23, but I think we see the, yeah. we see the first interception from Dak Prescott as well this week. All right, the L.A. Rams hosting the Ryan brothers in the Bills. Yeah, I think this is going to be a real slugfest. I'm going L.A. 10, Buffalo 6. <laughs> we were on the same thought <laughs> on just a low-scoring, ridiculous game. Can the Rams really be 4-1? and one? I'm just For that reason alone, I got Buffalo 16-13, but it could be 13-10 right. the other <laughs> way just as easily. All right, this is the one I'm looking forward to. I'll be watching this afternoon, Rick Raider, Raiders hosting the Chargers. Yeah, Everything says this is going to be a shootout, so it'll be 6-3. Right. But I'm going Oakland 38, San Diego 30. San Diego just can't hold a lead against anybody. Yeah, big week from Derek Carr. I don't know. He's probably an every week start as it is now with the way he's playing, but he was my start of the week. We we didn't get anywhere near our starts and sits this week. I think he has a big week. I think the Chargers play keep up. It's an entertaining game. I get the Raiders 34-24. Tonight, Rick Green Bay at home coming off the bye, hosting the Giants. And they're coming off a bye. They're hosting New York. I like Green Bay. I'm going 30-22. Yeah, a home team coming off a bye in the Giants struggling offensively. I do expect, though, I don't want to waste too much time. I expect to bounce back from Odell Beckham. I think all this pressure, I think he turns it around. And you see a typical classic Odell Beckham type of game, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. And I got the Packers 31-23. And Monday night in Carolina with uh, Derek Anderson at the helm, the Panthers hosting the Bucks. Look, I I think Derek Anderson is still – one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. And he's been with Carolina for a while, knows these guys. They're angry. Uh, you know, they lost their quarterback. Tampa Bay just has not been playing good football. I like Carolina 37-14. Yeah, I got Carolina 27-20. I agree. I, I, it's not going to be a – it's going to be a different type of game but not going to be a big drop-off going down to Derek Anderson. I expect big things from Kelvin Benjamin, big things from Greg Olson, who's been – I don't want to say he's been quiet because the, <laughs> no. the overall numbers have been there, but it's been in bunches and it's been on big plays. So I think you see a lot of, a lot of targets for a Greg Olson, but I got Carolina 27-20. All right, Rick, if you have nothing in the chat room, we better hop to the mailbag. It's going to be an abbreviated version, so we'll we'll try to keep them close. Although there's some tough questions this week, as you can imagine. You betcha. Let's get to it. All right, we got to sit one of these in a PPR, so we sit one, Rick. Edelman, Jeffrey, Benjamin, or Crabtree? Sit Jeffrey. I agree. I agree with that. It's going to be a big week for Benjamin. What do you say about Crabtree and Edelman with Brady back? I agree. PPR flex, Sammy Coach, Jaquiz Rogers. This is close for me, but I think think I'm going to go with Coach. I think I'm going with Coach. And you already brought up this question mark with Darrell Rivas. Right. And he hasn't been that good as it is. And we've already watched all season. I'll tell you what, Ben is going to send him down the field. Three times. At How least. many of them can he bring down? Right. If he yeah. brings down two, he probably outperforms Jaquiz Rogers. There probably. You go. Probably. 
All right, we got uh, – they don't give us PPR standard. Gronk at the Browns or Kyle Rudolph against the Texans? That's an interesting question. Gronk at the Browns, and then what was it, Kyle Rudolph? It's, I, I got to go Rudolph right now. I, I don't I don't I'm, know Gronk's st- health No, status. that's what worries me, and Rudolph has been steady. He's like third in scoring in fantasy right. for tight ends. I, I'm going with, uh, with Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph will score. We're going to find out against this Browns team – if Gronk's still really banged up or this was a quarterback issue. So the the gap isn't going to be big enough for me to take the risk on Gronk here is how I arrive at Kyle Rudolph, quite frankly. Standard question. All right. Marvin Jones, Demarius Thomas. Oh, that's so tough. That is so tough. Ah. Oh, man, they both have good matchups. This is Demarius Thomas, isn't it? I think it is. I think this is Demarius Thomas. I think it is to me, too. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, it's very tough. But, um, if this is PPR, this would be Thomas easily for me. Marvin Jones, big play potential, trying to get the yardage and in the end zone. I'm still going to go Demarius Thomas here. You, you got a quarterback making his first start in the NFL – you get down around the goal line, Demarius Thomas is who you're going to be looking at. I'm going to go with Thomas here, but this is very, very close. It's very close to me, too, and I'm going I'm going Thomas as well. All right, Rick. We have uh, Tyrod Taylor at L.A., Matt Stafford versus Philly, or Wacko for Flacco at home versus the Redskins. As much as it pains me, <laughs> i got to go with my boy Matt Stafford. I, Tyrod Taylor, he, we haven't got, didn't get to it, but uh, I want no part of Tyrod Taylor against that Ram defense today in L.A. going across country. He was one of my sits of the week, so I don't want him. Um, yeah, I'm going Matt Stafford. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. The matchup's just too bad for Tyrod. And I'm just never – you know, Flacco could outperform either one of these guys on a given week. I'm not willing to take that risk. All right, Mike asks Rick, Jaquiz Rogers, Wendell Smallwood, or Tevin Coleman in a standard league? Rogers. Yeah, this is Rogers easily. Yeah, I don't want I don't understand the Smallwood love. His name keeps coming up. Yeah, with with Matthews starting and and playing, I think he's already out with – we already talked about Tevin Coleman with the sickle cell up in Denver. He he may not even start the game Mm -hmm. if – pregame warm-ups really get to him and i just don't know how much the coaches are going to gamble with this boy's health yeah there's i think it's just obvious it's rogers yeah that's real easy for me all right adam in the berg rick ppr will fuller or mike wallace ppr wow wallace I, I hate doing. No, you know I, what? I, I'm going. I'm going the other way. I don't want the weather. I don't want anything to do with Baltimore. Um, I, I'm going Fuller. Yeah, I've been burned sitting him so many times, and I'm afraid that's the only reason I'm leaning Mike Wallace here. Steve Smith's kind of taking over that offense. I'm going to disagree with you, Rick. I'm going to go Will Fuller here. It is close, but what Steve Smith has been doing. The, the last couple of weeks, he is back 100%. He's apparently ageless. It's going to be a whole lot of Terrence West. They're going to try and work Kenneth Dixon in. I don't know if there's enough left over we are for agreeing. Mike Wallace. Oh, did you go with Fuller? Yeah, remember I said I don't want anything to do with Baltimore. You know, oh. w- with the weather, Mike Wallace only has 14 catches on the year. Oh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm going Fuller. Oh, well, that was easy. I guess I need to stop. 
you say your first word and I stop listening and get involved in my own stuff over here. Did you so. say something? Exactly. Let's go. <laughs> All right, standard scoring, Rick. We got to pick two running backs for this week. So basically, sit one: Melvin Gordon, Eddie Lacy, Jarek McKinnon. Sit one. Sit one between Lacy and McKinnon. Yeah, because Gordon's the obvious start there. Yeah. I'm going to sit McKinnon against uh, that Houston uh, defense. I, I yeah, I'm going Lacy. Against that giant defense, so I, I got to go him. Melvin Gordon's the obvious start here. You know I like McKinnon a hell of a lot more than you do. Uh, do I go with McKinnon? I'm going to go with Eddie Lacy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with him. I don't feel good about it, but but I will. I'll, I'll go with Lacy here in a standard. Probably a better chance at a touchdown, right? That's what I'm uh, thinking. Asiata, if they get down to the goal line, is going to get right. there. Or Kyle Rudolph. So that's what it comes down to two for me is Eddie Lacy. I think McKinnon might outperform him between the twenties, but I'm chasing touchdowns this week. So I'm going to stick with the theme and I'm going to go Eddie Lacy. Okay. I got a very interesting question in the chat room here. Would you trade away Matt Ryan and Demarius Thomas for Derek Carr and Amari Cooper? Yes. I think I would, too. Love what we've gotten out of Matt Ryan. Absolutely love it. But but that stretch he has coming up, I think maybe long-term at the end of the year, you're going to see Matt Ryan's numbers a little higher. Level off, yeah. A little higher than Derek Carr. But for this stretch, this critical stretch of the season, Derek Carr is going to be a much, much better play. So so I, I think I'd do it. I, yeah, and I, I don't mind that hookup. I like that hookup with, with uh, Carr and Cooper. Demarius Thomas, he's still getting his numbers, but he doesn't have the quarterback play. No, he doesn't. It's very close because Demarius Thomas is still productive. And Matt Ryan, I think you're doing the right thing. I think you're selling high on Matt Ryan because I think his numbers are going to come down and level off to more realistic numbers once you get into this stretch. And let's look at this stretch coming up. At the Broncos today, at the Seahawks next week, Home versus the Chargers, so that's that's a good matchup for him. Then home versus the Packers, at the Bucks, at the Eagles, home versus the Cardinals, home versus the Chiefs. He's, the schedule gets a lot tough. Yeah, it gets tough. There, there's some soft ones in there. He'll have big days against the Chargers in the Bucks, but there's some tough schedule. Even for the next two weeks, you might make up for it all and win two games based on that where he's going to struggle at Denver and at Seattle. So I like that. Thomas and Cooper are close enough to make up for that. All right, where are we at? Uh, QB question, Rick. Derek Anderson, Jameis Winston. Anderson. Yeah, I like Anderson this week. I think he he was my second quarterback. I don't like Tampa Bay against that Carolina defense. I may be going to get bit with this. I'm thinking Carolina at home. They're angry. I'm thinking this defense is better than what we've seen, even though Josh Norman's gone. Everybody's saying they're susceptible. And they cut the who was supposed to be the number one corner right. this week. So, yeah, I think something is good. I, I think Carolina maybe is in a bit of a transition. I think they get back on track. I think this is the right team at the right place to get on track. If they don't, they could be in big trouble. This, this is one of those classic pivot games. Right. right? They turn around and win it like, Arizona did. Right. Now you're thinking, all right, especially in that division, maybe they get it rolling, they could still win this. And they lose this one. You know, right. Bar the door, it's over. Turn out the lights, it's completely gone. Here's an interesting one, Rick. We need a flex and a PPR. Sammy Coates, Eddie Lacy, 
Jarek McKinnon. PPR. Sammy Coates, Eddie Lacy, Jarek McKinnon. Oh. Now, we took Lacey over McKinnon in two questions ago in a standard. Right. So I think McKinnon becomes more valuable than Lacey in a PPR. Sammy Coates is only going to have two or three catches. Is one of them for a touchdown and are two of them for 40 yards apiece? So, this comes down to I'm going to play it safe here. I'm going to go with Jarek McKinnon in the PPR just for the fact that he's going to touch the ball a ton, an absolute ton. So I'm going to go McKinnon here just by a whisker over Coates. But, you know, I, my order on this is McKinnon, Coates, Lacey, which I think is interesting at this point of the year that that's my order. Yeah, uh, you know, McKinnon. No, you hate him. I know you do. It's not that I hate him. It's, you know, Matt Osiata still – Still there. You got the goal line touches. Matt Osiata traditionally has more catches than McKinnon. He, you know, and Coates on conversely, he doesn't have that many catches. And of course, who's the other one? Lacey. Wasn't he the third one in yes. this bunch? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're getting nothing from him PPR. You could have a, a big game with him rushing, though. Right. Could, but how often does it happen? It, that's, that's a great point. You know, I, I think I don't want to. You know what? I'm I'm still going. God, I mean, it's, it's so hard in PPR to take coats. Right. But McKinnon against Houston, uh, I'm just not convinced it's going to be a huge day for him either. But I'm going McKinnon. I'll, I'll go with you. I think it's very, very close to Coates. Yeah, and look, you could get burnt. and lazy too. I think it's very close. Yeah, you could get around. burnt. You could get burnt by Coates taking one of them 50-yard catches to the house, right? And that that crushes you. But this is a PPR. He's only going to get four targets. How many of them is he going to bring down? I don't know. What's the weather going to be like here? It's supposed to rain again. No, it's supposed to be a nice day. I mean, but it's cold. You know, yeah. no, cool, let's put it that way. I think high Kind of a sloppy 50s. track. Pitt played there yesterday right. afternoon. That tends to tear that field up. So, although the field looked good, I was down there yesterday, and it was in pretty good shape. But, yeah, I'm going to go there. It's it's a by a whisker, though. All right, uh, Adam. No, we already did. Adam, uh, Tony, Tony, in a PPR league, does he start Terrence West or Terrell Pryor in his flex? <sighs> <laughs> Pryor certainly prime for garbage time. Yeah, I'm starting him until further notice. Over, I think I am too. They're going to find, they're going to be behind. They're going to be chasing. I think I am too. Points. I love Terrence West against Washington. And in the off chance that they are competitive, they pull something out of you know where that they're competitive in this game. It's going to be because of this cat. It's going to be Terrell Pryor, right? Yeah, that, that, that's close because you love that matchup for, for Terrence West going up against that pathetic Skins defense. But Terrell Pryor is just too dynamic in a game where they're going to be down right. 40 by halftime. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. All right, uh, don't don't tell me PPR standard, but this is interesting, Rick. Based on the conversations we've had earlier, Vic in Jersey wants to know Terrell Pryor or DeAndre Hopkins. You know – We just said we're starting prior until further notice. You got your number one pick sitting on the bench mm-hmm. with with the possibility that, you know, after that dismal performance last week, even though it's a horrible matchup, he still has a potential to be. I think I still have to go Hopkins. It's very close. I don't like 
sitting my number one guy unless he's hurt, period. Yeah. Here's the thing we didn't allow for in that slurp fest we had on Terrell Pryor in the last question is we know Terrell Pryor's the only offensive weapon. They, well, Isaiah Crowell, Crowell, but they're not going to be able to run the ball a lot this no, week. No, because so. Gary Barnage certainly hasn't yeah. emerged anything like he was last so year. So in this game situation where they're going to be behind, you're not going to see a ton of Isaiah Crowell, I wouldn't suspect. So Terrell, we know Terrell Pryor's their number one weapon. Let's put it that way. Then we don't have to caveat it. You know who else knows it? Yeah. Bill Belichick. Right. Bill Belichick knows that. Is there anybody better probably in the history of this league of taking one guy out of a game? So I don't know if they're going to feel the need to, if that's going to be the game plan, but that could happen. And if that does happen, I don't want to be the guy with DeAndre Hopkins on the bench while it's happening. That's just the kind of stuff that just ruins your whole Sunday. So I agree with you. You hit the nail on the head. With, With Brady back at the helm, if you're Bill Belichick, we're not going to let these guys hang around with a Terrell Pryor where you can score quick. If they're going to do anything, it's going to be through Crowell or mm-hmm. even a Barnage and just kind of chalk down the field until Brady gets the feet under his under him and really gets cranking. So, yeah, I, I agree. They're going to stop Pryor before that you have to worry about it. and I'm not going to have Hopkins on the bench. Yeah, yeah, that's just with that, that. that's more of a for my peace right. of mind type of decision there, right? All right, we only got time for one or two more. I'm going to hop around and try and find a good one. Get your pencil ready there. Got we, it. We need a receiver and a flex in a PPR league. All right. We got Travis Benjamin, I aforementioned Isaiah Crowell and Michael Crabtree. Crabtree obviously yes. is one. And you know what? I'm still going Crowell. He's still a big weapon on Cleveland, and, you know, there's something to be said for garbage time. And I, I'm going Crowell. Yeah, we've we've talked a lot about Inman, Tyrell Williams. Now we're talking about Travis Benjamin. That's the problem, right? It sounds like the Saints situation. Benjamin could be the one this week, but we just don't know it. Isaiah Crowell is going to be much, much safer. So I'm with you there, Rick. All right, let's hop down. Uh, and, and let's, you know, we'll um, – we're going to have to uh, get moving. I understand that. But Crowell is still, you know, he's a st- top six scoring mm-hmm. running back and only got passed up with the early game from Carlos Hyde before. So he's basically a top five guy. Right, right. And, you know, you have to have him in there. Yeah, raise your hand if you predicted that in the preseason. No, you liar. Oh, I, I had him, I think, top – I think he was fifth, I believe, wasn't it? That sounds like- – <laughs> No. But he was actually um, an undervalued player yeah. in my article. I mean, I thought – I really like Crow Ogwin. But he, you can only expect so much with Cleveland. And, uh, you know, what you're getting out of Crowell right now this year exceeds anything oh. that you've been expecting. Oh, pennies from heaven, absolutely. All right, Rick, let's end with an interesting quarterback question. This will be all we have time all for. Right. And I just lost. Oh, there it is. Quarterback Paxton Lynch or Ryan Fitzpatrick. That shouldn't be interesting, but it's interesting. Well, let's see. Paxton Lynch is playing at home against pretty generous Atlanta defense. In his first NFL start. Yeah. Um, Still got to go Fitzpatrick. I think so. I hate it. Look, one one touchdown, nine picks in the last two games. It shouldn't even be – he shouldn't yeah. even be a, a question. But if you're 
boy, well, this guy might have a breeze or somebody that's yeah, on I think by, he's got something like that. Um, or Russell Wilson on by. That's what I'm assuming. Oh. You know what? I almost had to throw I almost had to throw a caveat in here. You're looking for ceiling, go with Fitzpatrick. Because I mean, against Pittsburgh, even if they get blowed out, he could throw for three hundred and three touchdowns if he happens to get hot. If you're looking for just a, a reasonable play, I might just go with Lynch. You know, get your fifteen, sixteen points and get out of there if you, if you you're loaded with weapons. But if you need the high ceiling, you got to go Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I, I think it's Fitzpatrick. The only scenario where I start Paxton Lynch here is maybe you had Larry Fitzgerald or. David Johnson or something on Thursday, or you're playing a team like me. He's got everybody hurting on by, but Brian Fitzpatrick, even if he turns the ball over three times, the Steelers don't create turnovers. They don't pressure the quarterback. He's almost a guarantee to throw for 300 yards. Now, he can do something stupid with the ball a couple of well, times. Of course he can. But they're going to be they're going to be playing keep up with Pittsburgh. Obviously, he's going to be flinging around. He may turn it over a couple of times, but he's going to throw for three. I don't know what Paxton Lynch. A good game would be 220 and a touchdown, right? Yeah. So I mean, all the upside within the rookie. It's, I mean, you know, say what you want about uh, these rookie sensations. And when you have a rookie in there, your game plan isn't nearly as extensive as, as the veterans. And, you know, Fitzpatrick, I just think they have more places to go in the well. Absolutely. And against a questionable secondary, yeah, I think it's Fitzpatrick. All right. We are out of time. Thanks so much for joining us this week on the Asylum Fantasy Sports Inside Slant. We will be back on Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern, on the Arena Sports Network, arenasportsnet.com, asylumfantasysports.com. Keep the questions coming, at Asylum Football on Twitter, asylumfootball at gmail.com. We will answer them right up until kickoff, until Thursday or next Sunday. We'll see you. Take care. Over the thought of us, but I'll drink to a country song, to another long work week song. And I'll raise my glass to a long, lost buddy I ain't seen. I might stay for one more round, or I might close this place down. But don't think for a second I'm out to drown your memory. Baby, you ain't worth the whiskey.